0: In my bedroom, I lock I locked the door. No one comes in.
1: <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of Essential Pedagogy. I'm Steph, the educator, and I uh, am so excited to talk with you today. Um, as some of you know, and many more of you I'm going to introduce to you, um, my hope is that as a result of listening to this podcast, um, people within our profession and outside of our profession grow in compassion for one another and getting Uh, by getting an inside view of the public education system in America. So um, I started this podcast because I took 18 months off from teaching in the public education um, system because I had, over the pandemic, it was just, I had already gone through some hardships personally, and over the pandemic, it was just, I needed to get away from um, caring for other people's needs and, and neglecting my needs. So I took 18 months off. I sold almost everything in my house, sold my house, um, downsized. And as I was trying to embark on a you know new profession, I was approached about teaching in a charter school. So I taught at a charter school um, because a science teacher quit halfway through the year during the pandemic and um, me teaching in a charter school. And actually I started a company uh, formally uh, tutoring um, right before the pandemic. And it just started thriving during the pandemic. And when I was going in people's homes to help them with the virtual learning, uh, it made me more compassionate towards parents because they had absolutely no idea what they were doing so i there were simple things that they did not know that my i my profession um it's second nature and we don't think anything about it so um i developed this podcast kind of as, as a ministry to help educate people outside of education to also um encourage those within our profession that um, the good fight is worth the fight for our future. So anyhow, um, I'm so happy that my guest, Jessica, has agreed to speak to us because we were just talking last week or maybe the, or not last week, two weeks ago, or maybe a month ago about AI. One of uh, uh, my guests, not one of my guests, but one of my listeners, had asked about AI and um, there's been a lot of talk about what AI is going to replace in our workforce and um, how it fits in to our life now. And I'm telling you AI, um, and if we don't know, I'll have Jessica define it all, but um, it spans through lots of different industries. The music industry is very popular. Um, also, of course, the movie industry and and the um, people in entertainment and, and their strikes has a lot to do with what role AI plays in the movie industry and everything. And just like the movie industry, the music industry, um, customer care, all of these things uh education is is being impacted by ai too and i want jessica to talk about that because she's been using this jessica is an educator and she's been professionally educating our students for about three four years and um she has a physics degree <laughs> very smart lady um she's just a phenomenal teacher. Um, I, I I think she's the cream de la creme uh, of teaching. She's a standout, um, natural, um, fulfilling her calling at this time. Now, she may not, now the calling may change later, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that she's not fulfilling it now. And I think she's an um, awesome, brilliant person. So, Jessica, talk to us. First of all, Okay, I'm having a glass of wine because guess what? It was a four-day week this week with our students and these are hard weeks. Yes, they <laughs> are. Um uh I would like for you Jessica to explain what does AI stand for and how does AI fit into um education.
0: So AI it stands for artificial intel- intelligence and I was actually first introduced to uh, just how easy AI was actually last year uh, for my husband uh, with something called Chat chat GPT, and that's a. I I feel like that's the most popular program right now that everybody's using. It's pretty easy to use. You simply type in a question of what you want, uh, what you want to know more about, and it just basically like spits out information that. It's it's the first time I did it. I think I I think we were playing with it. What's the meaning of life? And it just kind of spit out information uh, uh, as to all different answers and whatnot. And uh, I think what it what the programs do is that they pull information from the web, just from from everywhere, all kinds of sources, and just put it all together, uh, which is pretty amazing. Actually, it just it kind of It's like, I guess if you think about it, it's like a search engine, like a smarter version of a search engine, I guess.
1: Yeah. Kind of like Google on supercharge or something. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: So what uh, traditionally chat GTP has been known for, which is not always positive in education is students doing
0: some cheating. (laughs) Right. 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 So speak on that a little bit so to be honest, at least from my perspective is from where the 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 demographics that i that i teach uh it's surprisingly not a lot of kids use it or know it or or utilize
1: no not at the middle school but they definitely <laughs> know it at the high school
0: right <laughs> and so To be honest, I using it for myself and uh, not knowing an answer to something. I it's a it's a helpful tool, especially if, let's say, I don't think it's a bad thing for students to use, especially if they're trying if they don't understand, uh, like a certain topic and they just it's it can be used for good and for bad. Of course, I've, I've seen where students like we use it to write a paper, of course, that's, you know, it is
1: plagiarism. Yeah. Right,
0: <laughs> plagiarism, which, yeah. you know, that's something that I'm sure we'll figure out something how to deal with that.
1: Oh, they have. Oh, good. Have. Um, especially English teachers, they have yes. mechanisms can yeah. run uh, students' work and uh, programs to find um, plagiarism signs. And they have, and a lot of times, if you're not savvy with uh, Chat GTP, uh, it can have some garbly goop in it that doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: right. Right. And so it's us as like that. That's a tricky. I mean, honestly though, pa- plagiarism is something that we've always, as educators, have, and even in the real world, have is something that we just continuously have dealt with for forever. AI just makes it easier for kids to plagiarize, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, it's the nature of the beast. It's, it's something that we just have to enforce, continue to enforce that plagiarism is not something that's gonna benefit you in, in the long run. So it's, yeah. kind of, I think
1: it just, it adds to um, feeling inadequate. Yes. Like in the long run. So yes. when people cheat, I try to tell my students this. That when people cheat, that you will feel like you don't measure up when it's time to really produce um, uh, real time. And so um, I tell them you, you do yourself an injustice when you when you cheat. They agree. Yeah. They yeah. Agree. Yeah. So, Jessica, tell me how you have learned to use. AI in the classroom, and um, what do you think it? You see it going.
0: So the uh, as far as using it in the classroom, I think the first real thing that I've used for myself in the classroom was it. It was amazing. I just I had I found an article that I really liked, mm-hmm. and reading through it. I I understood what was what it was talking about, but I was thinking, okay, what if I were to give these to my middle schoolers? Would they even understand what they what this article is talking about? Like it was so cool. I think it was something about stars, black holes, universe. It was the whatever top unit that we were on. I thought, oh, this is like this is something that they would really enjoy reading about. But then the just the words of it were um, high level. High level, yes. Yeah. So I I put it into. Uh, to to an, an AI program, um, more specifically uh, for BARD, uh, which is a, I guess, a, an extension of Google, their their AI app. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I simply just typed in, uh, you know, reword this article into uh, simpler words for grade level six. And then I highlighted text and I put it in to the... Uh, to the eye and then next thing you know, it's, it rewarded the whole thing. And it still, it it was, it was so cool. Like I didn't have to do anything to just me being a science teacher and then having to go and like, think of writing is my, is not my thing. Like for an English teacher, like writing something together, um, like it would probably be really easy for them, right? But for me as a science teacher, like finding the words to things, that's always been my hard part. So yeah. like even just rewording something is 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 always hard for me like to be able to reword something to where uh you know someone that is 12 13 years old can understand like that being able to do that mm-hmm. so easily was was pretty cool it was mm-hmm. so helpful
1: so talk to me about how like you said you're not a writer um, mm-hmm. Even English teachers. like I feel like once you become an adult and you become educated, you kind of lose sight about what other people's experiences and levels of understanding Mm -hmm. might be. And so it doesn't matter how good of a writer you are. (laughs) Um, I feel like that, you know, when we're in public school, we teach... I call it the ruta to the tuta. And so, um uh you never know the experiences or lack of experiences someone may come to you with. And so sometimes a simple word like gravel uh is is it gets lost in understanding. And you figure, wow, they walk on it every day at the playground, right? Like, what is this?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's That's very true. Yes,
1: Those are little bitty rocks. (laughs) Bits of rocks. Um, Because they don't, it's not used uh, in their everyday language. Um, They may be um, uh, English language learners. Uh, Mm -hmm. Their second or even third language uh, that they're learning. And so it is not we can't um, assume that students will come to us knowing certain words. So this is a great tool to use um, to to deal with
0: that. Yes, it is. It's been really helpful to be able to take something and like for for me, I've been. That's what I have been using it mostly was to just help me reword. Uh, certain things that are just at kids levels or you know the students levels whatever their reading level is cuz that's it it's hard yeah i agree there even there are even some words that i still don't know and but we all still don't know and that people use all the time and
1: when i was growing up and when i went to public school we were trapped like you can't read you're going to be with this group <laughs> you- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you can't. Uh, what well you? Oh, you're great at math. You're gonna do this, right?
0: We're mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. gonna go to calculus, right here. This is your track here. This is how. Uh, at, yeah. Right now, how education is structured, we have non-readers with gifted kids. Right, a lot yeah. of people don't know that that is what we deal with in the classroom. So we mm-hmm. have lots of students that. Are um, you know reading at a high school level in my seventh grade class, and then we have some who can barely spell their name,
0: right? Yes,
1: classroom. So in the
0: classroom, yes, that's yeah, it's a struggle for sure. And so
1: that, especially in science,
0: yes, you you may
1: be tracked somewhat in language arts. And math because you it's know
0: the science, it's it's truly all levels.
1: It's a mixture, it's a yes, yeah. Um, and it makes for an interesting class.
0: <laughs> it, does. it does. It's it's an adventure every day. Yeah. An adventure every day.
1: So we have a question here um, from the power team. Do you think this will replace jobs in your industry. What do you think, Jessica?
0: I definitely don't think so. Like the the AI in general, I don't think so. Because if, in my opinion, my unprofessional opinion, I guess you can say.
1: <laughs> ah, you are
0: <laughs> professional. <laughs> I mean, I've only been doing this for a few years, but even just for my own kids and Going through the pandemic, and uh, to to be honest, I started teaching right at the peak of pandemic, when it started. Um, when one thing I learned is that our kids, they learn best when they are in the classroom, in front of somebody, somebody that's actually teaching them, not not in front of a screen, not a virtual like so many you see like so many parents were so ready to bring their kids back to school back to in-person school because it just wasn't working Mm -hmm. and I think that the fact that that if the pandemic has showed us anything that we that kids will learn best from teachers from from us I think there's no way around that from humans from humans yes from each other
1: yeah. From each other. From humans and each other. I think mm-hmm. kids learn from each other real well. They really uh, do. Yeah. Like I I get some kids getting some reality checks from other kids often. Yes. Like, what did <laughs> you do? You didn't do the homework? <laughs> like <laughs> well, you would have known.
0: <laughs> I, I think, I, that in class. I think it was like she just said that. Didn't weren't you listening?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love when that happens. I'm like, Yes. You know, I wish I had the emoji that did this. Yes. Like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I think, Jessica, my biggest job now, I, I feel like my job was teaching. So many years ago, I was like, it is my job to teach. I shall teach. Um, but I really feel like my job now is to inspire people to want to learn, right? That's the biggest thing, is I need to get you to be inspired to want to learn. Um, we had a, a listener just now, I believe his name is Demarcus, right? I just, uh, the comment he wrote, which was about... Um, how AI could help in our industry. Mm-hmm. And yes, it would definitely help if we could get kids to want to read. Yeah.
0: To do anything at home. <laughs> yeah, I, think, uh, I think I was, um, saw your specific subject concept, a oh, homework yeah. problem. Actually, mm-hmm. last year, uh, the before I even really started to play with chat GPT. I was this is when I first heard about it. I had a student come in and she said, I even use chat GPT to help me answer a question. I thought, what is what is chat GPT? And she said, like, Oh, it's AI, hey, you you do this. Like she was the one who told me about it when I that's when I first heard the term chat GPT. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's so helpful for to for homework, obviously, because it helped her and um, You know, it's a tool for students. Like if you, if there's, because when I think that's another thing too, when kids use Google to research something, there's so many things that it can be overwhelming. Context
1: matters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, context.
0: Like using an AI program like ChatGPT, it can help to consolidate, at least to get started onto like getting, like let's say they needed to, research uh what genetics are in dogs or something like that as i'm looking at my dog and they can just simply type in and get a basic knowledge of genetics for dogs and then hopefully use that to kind of further their research and find better resources or better sources i guess this is what we always try to teach our kids as as teachers to use the right sources
1: Well, you know, in my, the way, um, our classes are set up at the school that we teach, I teach Mm -hmm. Jessica, uh, actually we're on the same team, but I don't teach directly with her because she teaches eighth grade. I teach seventh grade. Um, so in my experience, children are getting so, um, disenchanted with school, um, they see the sensationalism of YouTube stars, Mm -hmm. social media stars, um, and they feel like that education is not a way to
0: pay for their future. Yeah, unfortunately so.
1: Unfortunately. And so what I have tried to, to do is to blow some fresh air into what education is all about um there are a lot of teachers who've given up on homework uh, because they're like i don't get it back Ugh. and i i feel different about homework <laughs> i feel like if we can't conquer a a a a challenge like homework with middle schoolers then we are not that smart. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Like we got to get it together as educators. Now we can't just give up on a concept that we know that is going to help the kids in the long run. So Mm -hmm. what I've been doing is planning my homework, my really essential um, assignment around the fun lab. And so if you didn't get that laugh, if you didn't get that work done, you didn't get that homework done or that major um, assignment done. Yeah. You can't do this fun laugh. You are you will be sitting out. Yes, I know your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that. You don't have it laugh. Like. Uh, so I've been doing that and that has worked with getting kids motivated to do what they're supposed to do. I've actually had a kid tell me that, uh, I thought homework was against the law. You're going to tell me um, what okay. the law is.
0: <laughs> Funny.
1: When they don't even look at anything educational outside of school and you're going to tell me what the law is all about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I think this is like I'm I'm have a similar mindset to you, like where I feel like as an educator, it's it's one is to teach, and I tell my kids, at least by the time they get to eighth grade, that when they are I see them as they are growing up, they're good about to be in high school, they are getting ready to be functional. Humans in the world. And so they just, you know, my biggest goal for them is to teach them life skills, just things that will help them later on. So I tell them if you learn anything at all being in my class, I want you to learn these life skills, these skills of being thinking thinking through a problem. Right. Thinking through a problem, problem solving through your own, being resourceful. using what you know to figure out what you don't know. Uh, So things like that is, uh, and I feel like um, AI AI can help with that. You know, it's like, it can for them, it it can, because it's. And And how
1: effort produces achievement. Yes. Right. So I feel like the biggest thing I can teach my children to motivate them to be a lifelong learner is that effort produces achievement. Mm -hmm. You gotta try. Yeah. You can't just, the pencil's not gonna pick itself up and do some stuff. (laughs) Uh, You you know, you gotta go home and do some things. You know, you're not gonna be caught up unless you do something outside of class, if you're behind. Mm -hmm. I I have this conversation often. So you were behind on this foldable. You were behind on that foldable. You're behind on these notes. What do you think you ought to do? You think you ought to do more of the same that you've been doing?
0: Right? Like, yeah. The only way this That's is going to doing a little extra. I understand as well. Like, everyone is different. Yeah. It may take you longer to finish this. It may take you, yeah, quick to finish that. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's the effort, it's the try. It's just got to try.
1: Okay, so one of the questions is, is do you think parents are speaking this language to their kids? Are parents made aware? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't
0: well, I don't think I don't think there are I don't think not enough to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I, I don't think not enough. Um, I can personally say that uh, with my i have a sixth grader, middle middle schooler. And he doesn't know what AI is. He doesn't know chat GPT because we have, we, you know, that's just, he's he's busy with his video games and whatnot. So um, him, I will say, because he's my son, he's just as clueless <laughs> as the kids that I have. Oh <laughs> you
1: know, I, unless, and I wouldn't bring it up to my children um, in this great level, Unless we were listening to, because my children and I, we listened to podcasts Mm -hmm. going to school when they were younger all the time. And it would bring up topics that we could just kind of chat about. Well, how do you feel about tattoos at the age of 10?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Like, you know, we would just chat about an age where they, it, where it's okay for them to be introduced to it. Definitely at this, the age that, you know, the age that we teach middle school, Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's. It may be overwhelming for them, because I think personally, as as a as a middle school teacher, I want them to learn how to be resourceful on their own first before they're introduced to something like chat GPT so that they don't become yeah. dependent on it.
1: Oh, but some of them know it exists.
0: That's true. You're right. Um, You're right.
1: What I I say to students is it doesn't matter how much you get from somebody else if you cannot think through your own problems and challenges. Doesn't matter. The answer, answers are always in the book. Mm -hmm. Answers are always in your notebook. Answers are always in a computer. But if you don't know what to do with it, it's not going to help you.
0: That's actually one of the things we teach in science. One of the first things we teach in science. You can get the information, but what to do with that information, no one tells you what to do with that information. You got to be the one to figure that out.
1: Yeah. So you gotta navigate some things and, and sometimes it takes trial and error and it, you know what? And it takes writing some stuff down. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with kids about how did Alfred, how did the people know that Alfred Wagner had a theory 30 years after his death? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, ah, maybe he wrote it down. It's about- <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he shared ideas with colleagues. Part mm-hmm. of science is sharing ideas
0: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a
1: very concise and, and, and um, you know, a way where people can understand uh, what you're communicating. So you're going to have to become better writers in science. Sorry, it's just not all blowing things up. You're going to have to communicate your findings, <laughs> at, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, I had great, great conversation with the kids about that. Um, what do you think AI is going to take us in education?
0: I think it will be a great tool. Like it's just for-
1: You think it's going to be something where we just differentiate our lesson plans? I think so. Lessons, or do you think it's going to be like, I'm a, um, a ghost teacher and I'm going to be in my living room, but you're going to be in the classroom with my AI. um,
0: I I guess what you call it, my avatar. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it'll get to that point. I hope it doesn't, but I think it, it can be a great tool to, for differentiation for definitely for sure differentiation and um, and just coming up with new less new like if you have an idea like re- most recently I came up I I had this idea in my mind for a lesson that I wanted to do for plate tectonics but I couldn't find anything like as far cuz you know re- when you when you have an idea for for a lesson you try to find it and someone's like kind of already made it and you just kind of can adapt to it yeah for the most part, I mean, or yeah, just like collect like, those together.
1: I'm not reinventing this wheel. Right, right. To, like making
0: it. In better. particular, like I wanted the kids to like think of like a travel brochure or something for the plate tectonics, but I couldn't find anything. Like, couldn't find any. Like, and no, no one's ever like put anything together like that before. So, so then I just I went to to ChatGPT. I was like, hey, come up with a lesson that. Does this for me, and then it and like and then it started to write things down. I'm like, oh, that's really good. So then I would, you know, I took what it wrote or what it gave me, and then I just changed what I and I was able to adapt. It and I and then if if it didn't come out, you had to adapt it, right? I had to adapt it. But then of course, like if it wasn't came, if it didn't come out perfectly, I still had to. You no, know, I I just kept asking and using it to to help me put together mm-hmm. this really cool lesson or this project that I plan on using in a couple weeks with my kids and hopefully it, it turned out. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> so many people think that chat GTP con uh, Academy who uses that type, some of that chat mm-hmm. GTP thing. And um, what's the, what's the Google one called? Oh, Bard. Have- Bard. Yeah. Bard uh, that that's going to replace teachers. You agree with that?
0: No, not at all. Yeah, it won't.
1: And I, I don't think I'm taking a teacher-centered approach on this. I just feel like um, it takes inspiration for students to really learn. It does. And I don't believe machines inspire or mm. computers necessarily inspire People, I believe, people's imagination and other people inspire people. Yeah. I do believe it's going to replace jobs. We may not have an attendance clerk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Soon, give it another five years, we may not have an attendance clerk. As far
0: as teachers go, I don't
1: think teachers, yeah. I think it's too much inspiration and too much. um, Yeah, we touch people's hearts, and Mm -hmm. that's hard to do Um, just solely through a machine. So, um, and automation. Uh, Just think about our frustrations to deal with customer service. Like, I do not want to talk to the virtual (laughs) listeners. I don't. When I have an issue, when I have a challenge, I'm so sorry. I know, you know, there's some common questions that can be answered. But a lot of times I, I'm not even going to call unless it's a, a major thing and very specific. Right. So. Um, and I don't want to buy a car with a virtual assistant. I don't.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I, I got to do it. I will use the system to price it all up, but I want to work with a person when it comes Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. So uh, Jessica, um, leave us with something very positive. What, you know, um, what do you think the, um, the most important
0: thing someone's learned from you? Oh man, that's something someone has learned from me mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. or um, just
1: in the, in in education, like in education.
0: I I hope that it's it's to just never never give up, always try, mm-hmm. and I I and I haven't and I haven't been in education long enough to have. Uh, to have too many students come back to me and tell me, you know, the inspiration that I've given them yet, but definitely from my few years so far, I have had students at the end of the school year say, hey, I'm so thankful for you not giving up on me, and therefore it has not, it's given me the the inspiration to not give up on myself, so I think that's, if anything, I hope that's what it is. Okay. I I think that's what they've learned so far for me. And what's the greatest (laughs) greatest lesson you've learned for someone? Um, To not be so hard on myself, too.
1: That's a good lesson. Yeah. That's the best lesson is to be more compassionate to myself.
0: Yes. It helps
1: me be more compassionate to others. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the show. I appreciate your help with this and uh, helping us understand how AI fits into education. And um, hopefully we um, or the whole technology is, is developed to where we can do even more with it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I know you are, too, because you're such a brilliant person. I admire (laughs) you so much. For real. I do. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Okay. So, guys, um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to tell you that we are um, looking forward to a great show. So stay tuned on uh, Essential Pedagogy, and we'll talk to you next time in two weeks. You're pretty big, you